0: Welcome to Pencil Leadership. I'm Chris Anderson, Success and Lifestyle Entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help you realize your full potential so you can leave a positive mark on the world. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. And if you wanna make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there, to leave a positive rating and review, and together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. Today, our guest is gonna bring a really cool perspective and just some core elements on how we can improve our lives, improve our businesses, and go forward. We have Sam Thiera on the show today, and Sam is the Chief Motivating Officer at Ignite the Dream Coaching and Consulting. And so we're super excited to have him on the show today to dig into these five core elements and just give us some great takeaway action today. So Sam, welcome to Pencil Leadership. Uh, well, thanks for having me
1: here. And, you know, I really do look forward to the opportunity to share with your audience and hopefully provide some
0: insights to them. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. So, Chief Motivating Officer, what, I guess, is that role? It's just a cool title. You know, you hear CEO, COO. So, I'd love to hear a little bit more how you got that title.
1: I created a co founded a nonprofit to help high school, post-secondary, recent grads in life and career. And I remember sitting around the table with my other two co-founders and uh, they were saying, okay, you know, it's not about titles, it's not about status, but we do need something for our business cards. I remember, you know, one of them said, well, I'll be this. And the other person said, well, I'll be this. And they were sort of the more traditional roles and responsibilities. And they turned to me and I said, I want to be the chief motivating officer. And they looked at me and they went, oh my gosh, I love the title. Keep it. And that's how it emerged is the fact that sometimes when you start small like that, you can actually have fun with the titles. But again, I always say it's not about the status. It's not about the you know notoriety. It's just the fact that it fit really
0: well. So I think that's a really cool thing. And I love how you said, you know, when you're starting out, you can kind of have fun with it. Because I feel like sometimes when we start out, we think we have to be so serious and, you know, exactly like all the bigger businesses and all this. And even as you grow, like sometimes we can forget to have kind of that fun involved with things. So I think that's a really crucial and important piece that you mentioned there for sure. So with that, I'm really excited to dive into these. So you've done a couple of TEDx talks about this, the five core elements. So I'd love for us to dive into those. But if you just want a high level real quick, what are those five core elements? And then we can kind of go back and dive into each one of those. The
1: five core elements was actually self-imposed on me because I was in that corporate track going down a pathway, but I realized that corporate pathway wasn't me. Mm. And it was the moment I stopped thinking about what I was doing and started focusing on who am I, clarity emerged. And clarity emerged because I sat there and I started reflecting, introspection, and said, where I am presently just doesn't fit right. It's like a suit that doesn't fit, a 52 short. And I'm obviously not a 52 short, but I describe my career as a suit that didn't fit. So as a result, I looked around and there was a lot of people in a career that just didn't fit. And I thought, okay, let's figure this out. And I said, a critical piece in all of this was when I asked myself, what are the five things that I am not willing to compromise and I want to move forward in? And as a result of that, then I started thinking about it. I started reflecting and thinking about what is it that is important to me? And I came up with five things and it suddenly made me realize that the current position I was in met zero out of those five objects. And that's when I started saying, okay, if it's not this, then what? And by having this as a base, it took me 14 months to go from point zero to where I actually got the job where now all of a sudden everything just connected. But it was all about really having those five things as my compass and the compass needle to guide me where Mm -hmm. I needed to go.
0: I love that. And I think that's that's so true. I think it kind of resonates a lot with what I'm doing that we have so much within us that we're created to do so much good uniquely because we're all different. And so that path is in those positions are all different for us. But I think a lot of times we're taught and guided to just, you know, kind of do the cookie cutter thing like everyone else and just find maybe kind of where we sort of fit and kind of make it work. I think we miss out so much in our own lives, but I think the world also misses out on so much because we're not like living into those strengths, into those passions.
1: Totally. And this is where then I've carried that forward. So, you know, I've had about 5,000 conversations to date Mm. to help other individuals navigate and realize, you know, what is it that matters to you? And I try to capture them at the early stages. You know, I've had conversations with people that are close to retirement and, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, I think the whole time I was in the wrong position. You know, that's where I teach in university and I really get them to start thinking about those five core elements. And I can also explain how you come up with those five things if you like.
0: Yeah, I think that would be great. What they are and then how to come up with them. I think that'd be a great thing. So what are those five core elements? And then we can figure out how to get to them. Sure. So for me,
1: and this is solely for me, my five core elements, the things I'm not willing to compromise, servant leadership, Mm. story sharing, activator, igniter, champion enabler, and community do-gooder. The idea is you need to articulate what each one of those are for you. But this has provided me a foundation so that any opportunities emerge, I compare it to those five things. Okay. Now, how I help someone else go through this is, again, through reflection and introspection. So when we sit down, I'll ask them questions. like I'll say, in your present job or jobs that you've had, what did you like and didn't like about it? But the critical question or the critical part of this is to ask why. Mm. And it's why that sort of sparks the deeper thoughts and attention. What about when you were in school? What courses resonated with you? Which ones did you like or didn't like? But why did you like or didn't like them? And what do you like to do in your spare time or social time and why? I'll give you an example. So for you. Yeah. I'll do this. And many times people will say, well, you know, one thing I'm not willing to compromise is family. Family is really important to me. And I said, okay, great. Why is family important to you? And then they'll say, well, you know, it's those close connections and the relationships I have with my immediate family, my extended family. And yeah, I would extend that to even my social circle. I said, okay, well, after we go through, I say, okay, you used connections and you also use the word relationships does that apply to your work environment? Hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, for sure. What about when you were in school? And they're like, absolutely. Is this also applicable to when you, uh, in your social gatherings or, you know, in your social life? And they're like, oh, for sure. I'm (laughs) like, okay, can we replace family with relationships and connectedness as one of the critical pieces that you're not willing to compromise? And all of a sudden they're like, oh, I get it. Now, the fear that people have is, I'm making them pick five things. What if they're not the right five words? <laughs> right. And what I always say is, anchor it with five to begin with. Mm-hmm. And as you go through life, and as you change and develop, and you get more clarity in your life, you can change these at any time. I've changed mine. But the idea is, you need a starting point to then balance any opportunities against
0: Mm, that's really interesting because, yeah, I would think, you know, I've heard you know, what's most important to you and people, you know, family, health, things like that. But that's more, I, I guess, broad. But you're making each person mm-hmm. think from a different perspective and different angle on it to tie it into, you know, mm-hmm. jobs, work, things like that. That's really a interesting perspective. I like how that kind of can tie into their paths that they take. I guess with that example you did with the family down to the relationships, how mm-hmm. does that play Apart when you're looking at possibility, then, like you said, when those arise, you can come back to these core elements. So, how do you balance or weigh that new opportunity with these core elements?
1: Then you've got this new focus and direction. Mm -hmm.
0: And, you know,
1: if you're in a present job that hits one or two of the five, you have to ask yourself, can I integrate the other three Mm. within the job? If the answer is no, can I integrate three of the things that are missing outside of the job? And if the answer is no, then you have to start having a conversation with yourself to say, okay, is it time for me to transition into something that actually really makes sense? Mm -hmm. And the idea is you don't just jump off this career cliff just because it doesn't fit your present job. No, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of personal building, preparation, uh, starting to build those relationships external to where you think this might lead you, having conversations, maybe taking courses. But the idea is you want Mm. to start framing and building around this foundation that you've now created. The interesting thing about it is, for example, I'm a person who doesn't have goals. And people look Mm. at me going like, oh, my gosh, you're aimless. And I said, no, no, (laughs) I don't have goals, but I have these intentions. And these five Mm. intentions or these five core elements are so important. And I look at it this way. I'm not saying if somebody has goals that they're wrong. I'm just providing a different perspective because think of it this way. Goals are very linear. Goals are very absolute because you pick a point and then you say, one year from now, I'm going to do this. Three years from now, I'm going to do this. But we haven't taken the time to realize what's important to us. What if an opportunity emerges that doesn't line up with your goal? Do you give up Mm -hmm. the goal or the opportunity? It's very absolute. Whereas in my case, when something emerges, I balance it against these five core elements. And if it hits five out of five, I have to do it because it makes sense. For example, seven, eight years ago, I wasn't an author. Writing never even factored in, but it aligned with the five. Teaching at university was never anything that I saw as an opportunity. But then slowly as it emerged in my pathway, I compared it to the five things and it actually hits five out of five. Anything I do has to hit five out of five. and then. You don't have a job or career. You hit fulfillment. It really resonates. Mm. But the key thing is it's going to take time to get there, but you have to be patient. Yeah. And I also realized this quote that I share with people, it's obstacles are the necessary bricks on the road to success. Mm -hmm. In other words, don't fear the obstacles, embrace them because the obstacles are there as learning to help you get where you need to go.
0: Yeah, it's so true. Like, you know, you hear the obstacles away, same kind of thing. And it's so true. And I mean, with the second trade, PIP's leadership being that we all go through sharpenings, you know, and mm-hmm. they they don't always feel the best, but we can become better and improve so we can leave a better mark in the future. Mm-hmm. They're so necessary, like you said, to, to get on that path and to, you know, get to where you need to go. And yeah, so with that, I think like being able to get these core elements of ourselves, obviously, you know, it comes from knowing ourselves for one. Do you have tips on people who are like, I have no idea how to start with this? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he said, ask some questions about what I want and like and stuff. Yeah. Is that good enough? Like, you know, for example, if I was being really high level, you know, I love nature, and yeah. I love family and that's all I know. That's all I know about me. So how could I, you know, break into these core elements if that's the only thing I kind of understood about myself?
1: Yeah. I mean, part of it is definitely a coach is valuable because mm-hmm. a coach and a good coach mm-hmm. isn't going to tell you what to do. A good coach just asks a lot of questions yep. because I always call myself the difficult monk because the thing is people come to me looking for the answers to life. They think it's as simple as go ask Sam and he'll tell me what to do and then everything <laughs> is fine and dandy. We can move on. When they come to me looking for the answers to life, I'm a difficult monk because I'm not going to tell you what to do. Instead, I'm going to ask a lot of questions. The answers you seek lie within you and it's only by you know, inquiry based and asking questions, does that emerge? So a good coach is there to support Mm. you to help you realize. And it's about turning that focus from what to who, in other words, instead of what am I doing? Who am I? Mm. The other thing that I think is really important are these and again, pick the right assessment, uh, you know, SDI is one MBTI is another, I would say, do them, but equally at the same time, do it with a grain of aspect of thinking about, okay, what are the strengths that they're telling me about? And it doesn't mean that you have to do exactly what it says. I've had people do the MBTI and they come to me going, oh my gosh, Sam, Like it says I have to be an accountant. I don't want to be an accountant. (laughs) What do I do? And I said, well, don't be an accountant. But why did it say accountant. And then they Mm. said, well, it says, you know, I'm detailed oriented. I'm this and this and the career choice maybe is an accountant. I said, but let's take the words instead. So these assessment tools provide you key words and then you can build on those words. The other thing which I ask people to do is to write a personal statement. Okay. So a personal statement basically says, I am someone who dot, 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 And then you write it in, but don't tell me about it from a resume standpoint. As I'm someone who you know teaches at university and I teach Mm -hmm. this class, I'm the chief motivating officer and I do this and this and this. Instead, describe yourself. Like I'll give you an example. So my personal statement is: there are five things that guide and direct me in life. The five things are servant leadership, story sharing, activator, igniter, champion enabler, and community Mm do-gooder. Those five things enable me to support individuals, teams, organizations, educational institutions, and nonprofits to be their pinnacle best. But they've also helped me to become a speaker and a storyteller, an author and a writer, an educator, a mentor and a coach, a problem solver, an entrepreneur and a community activator. Mm. So that's a profound statement that I've just provided you, but that's my personal statement. And that's derived out of taking the time to really reflect on who you are, The other thing I would suggest, which is not a promotional piece, you know, the two TEDx's I did, one is on personal storytelling. So really trying to help someone build their stories. And the second part is the second TEDx is about really understanding who you are, not what you do.
0: Yeah, I think those are definitely good resources. And what you said, you've got to, yeah, kind of unleash that, unlock that within yourself and ask those questions. it kind of brings me to the quote I I really like is, Mm -hmm. the cave we fear to enter holds the treasure we seek. And a lot of times that's internally, that's us, you know, sometimes we don't want to go in there and, you know, figure out our emotions and figure out, you know, why we do what we do and dig into that because it's hard and it's a little dirty sometimes. But I think when we do that, it really unlocks what those values, what that vision, what that path is for us. And I think, yeah, you're just spot on with that, with needing to kind of dive in and just kind of intrinsically look at what's going on and who you are and take those assessments, you know, and take the words, not necessarily the picket has for you. But yeah, those are all really good points you made there for sure.
1: And I think one thing that I really appreciate is the title of your podcast, Pencil Leadership, mm-hmm. because the idea behind Pencil Leadership, the pencil is a process where you can actually start writing down your thoughts and ideas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that pencil is a mechanism to help guide you where you might like to go. But the other part of the pencil, which I think is equally important, is the eraser. Mm-hmm. Because the fact is, there are going to be setbacks. There's going to be mistakes. But you know what? Nothing is permanent. You can actually right. use that eraser to rewrite the narrative as a result. Yep. So the pencil leadership idea, I think, blends beautifully with regards to what we're talking about today.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's just neat to hear people's journeys. I mean, yours is one of them. And then, but just seeing how you make a difference with it. And because we mm-hmm. can all do that. And I think with your five core elements, allowing people to see you know, where they kind of fit or what the path that they should be on is. We're get, we just get so much more what you said, the word you used, fulfillment, mm-hmm. from our journey and what we're doing. And I think we see a lot more people be happy and we see mm-hmm. a lot less of the negativity that we see in the world today if people were able to do that. And they can if they just had the means or, or understood that. And so that's why I'm super mm-hmm. glad you're on the show sharing this. But with those who might be I don't know. It just popped in my head. So it kind of goes along with what we're saying, but might be fearful of even going down that path of trying to unlock their core elements. Do you have any advice or any tidbits for those who might just be kind of afraid of taking that that leap and trying to figure out where they actually are meant to be? Because it means a lot of change. Do you have anything for those people?
1: Yeah, change can be difficult. Mm -hmm. And change is a challenge. But equally at the same time, always look at it from the sense of, possibilities and opportunities, not problems and challenges. Problems to me are mechanisms that guide us to solutions. The other thing I would say is take baby steps. I mean, I'm not saying, which I have done, I've actually just walked to the edge of the career cliff and jumped without a parachute. I mean, yeah. I had a parachute, <laughs> but I jumped off that career cliff. And, you know, people were like, oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. You're yeah. totally, you know, jumping off and leaving something stable." Mm-hmm. to the unknown, but I was already prepared in my mind. And I would say, you know, you don't have to do that, <laughs> but just what are the baby steps you can take? Part of it is learn about who you are and then reflect on how does that align with where you are presently? Mm. And are you in, you know, some people may be comfortable. See, I thrive in ambiguity and uncertainty, mm-hmm. and that's the space people fear. Yeah, But I'm also saying that's not a space for everybody. Some people like the Monday to Friday, nine to five, and there's nothing wrong with that. But just by asking those questions of yourself, it may reinforce that, yeah, no, I like the nine to five because it enables me to do the other things that are important to me outside of the work environment. But just take the small steps. Start talking about either with someone that you trust or you know, a coach or start looking at it, but maybe take baby steps to see... Is this something that I might need to change or not? And be satisfied with what the results might be because you never know what you might be unlocking.
0: I think that's huge. You might not know what you're going to unlock. And that's really true because, again, I think there's so much we're all missing out. I know there's still more that I haven't unlocked within my own self. You know, it's a never ending journey. But yeah, that's such a good point. If we don't start, there's so much that's being missed out on, like kind of we mentioned earlier in our own lives and then with the world's missing out because of that. So, Yeah. And one of the
1: concepts that I do like to share with people, companies, organizations and team is, I mean, I also get it, the pandemic, it's impacted everybody in this world. And even from that standpoint, how do we move forward? How do we not allow the pandemic to rule us, but how do we Mm -hmm. become in that process? And I came up with this concept that I said, there's a need for us to care. And what care Mm -hmm. stands for are four words that I think are critical, which relates to what we're talking about. Collaboration, adaptability, Mm -hmm. resilience, and empathy. Collaboration. I mean, every single person has something to contribute something to share. So, you know, don't live in the small of it, you mm-hmm. know, be open to share what you hold and what you have. So that's collaboration. Collaboration means we work together and magic happens. Yep. Adaptability is don't fear change. We've all been impacted. We've all had to become adaptable to this. Now tap in and say, you know, I may be somebody who doesn't appreciate change. Do you know what? I've had to change. Mm -hmm. So maybe tap into the adaptability. Resilience means, you know, this is a marathon. It's not over today or tomorrow. It's a long haul. So let's build this resilience and run this like a marathon. But realize there are times that are going to be difficult, like in a marathon, those (laughs) hills. Yep. (laughs) But then there's also parts that we can enjoy, the view, the droplets of rain when we're going, you know, so that cools us down. So there's also that resilience thing, run it like a marathon. And empathy is showing care and compassion to each other, because I think we don't know what people are going through. Let's mm. support each other and show more empathy.
0: Yeah, I love those. I think those are all crucial pieces. And <laughs> Yes, like a marathon, for sure. You got, you have to take the ups and downs and everything. Mm-hmm. And so those are crucial things that we can implement every day and start really making a difference in our lives and in our journeys and in the lives of others too. So this has been really good. I've really appreciated all that you shared on here, Sam, and just a lot of good nuggets. I hope people <laughs> were able to pick those out because there were so many and go back and listen to it and share this, but kind of to bring it all to a head, the fifth trait of pencil leadership is that we're all created uniquely with a purpose. To leave a positive mark on the world. And so, when everything is said and done for you, Sam, what do you hope your mark is? Yeah, my mark
1: is to change the world, but to not change the world through my eyes, because mm. it's about the support of having those conversations with individuals, supporting nonprofits, helping organizations to be the best. Because if I take the time and sit with an individual and share insights, but conversations, Their perspective of the world shifts and changes. So what I've done is Mm -hmm. I've changed the world, but not through my eyes. I've changed the world Mm -hmm. through the eyes of the people I help. And we all have the capacity to create this impact based on who we are as individuals. For me, that's where I want to change the world, but change the world through the eyes of the people that I support and help. But I don't Mm -hmm. need them to see the world the way I do, but just Mm -hmm. opening their eyes to the possibilities and opportunities.
0: That's amazing. I mean, we have a ripple effect, right? And so mm-hmm. we do one thing, help somebody and you know they go and run with it, the effect. So I really love that mission and so grateful I've connected with you. I love meeting people who just have those big dreams and those aspirations and are doing it by making a difference. So thank you for that. Where can people connect with you, find out more about what you're doing and possibly help you out with some of those goals? Yeah,
1: definitely. So you can always tap into my website, which is www.sam-fiara.com. T-H-I-A-R-A.com. I've got about 180 blog posts that people have access to and on life experiences and things to help them. But I'm also on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter, and people can tap in there for any of these insights or to connect.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah, Sam, thanks so much, everybody. Make sure you check out Sam, get connected with Sam, what he's doing. And if you can share this with somebody, make a difference in their lives as well. And we can leave a bigger mark together, kind of like what Sam was mentioning. It's through their eyes, but with our little kind of nudge and seeing what happens after that. So make sure you share this. Follow if you haven't on Apple Podcasts. But again, Sam, thanks so much for being on Pencil Leadership today.
1: It's my pleasure. And I just want to leave your audience with my quote that I live by everyone's life is an autobiography, make yours worth reading. Everybody is a living story. Revel in your greatness, share your story, and let's make this a better place.
0: Absolutely.